You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 34. Today, I'm sitting down with Coach Eve Guzman, and we're talking all about how Macros retired her husband from corporate. So are you ready? Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services, and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. Welcome back to another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. So before we dive in today, you may have noticed that I missed an episode on Tuesday. Now, don't worry. I am not planning on getting into the habit of that, but I had actually planned on giving my team a whole week off from the podcast, but that just didn't happen. And mostly because I'm so excited and because I really love all of the people that I have the pleasure of interviewing. And I wanted to share their stories and their insights as much as possible and as fast as possible. We didn't execute on our planned week break, which is fine because we still ended up taking two episodes off. So we took two Tuesdays off in a row and I'm excited to get back into the swing of things with today's episode because we're talking a lot about science and we're talking about marketing and it really melds the two. So I'm excited for you to dive into this episode. Plus, In addition to taking a break, I've really been focusing all of my time on finalizing PT Profit Formula program. And I'm really excited. The beta members are doing such an awesome job, but I'm getting excited to finalize all the videos in there, the first round of the videos so that I can get that out to you. So I've been working really hard on that and we're almost done. I'm sending the final videos out by the end of this week. So I'm really excited about that. And then I'll be able to get back on track with consistency in the podcast. So we do not plan on getting into the habit of not recording, but we took an intentional break and now we're back into the swing of things. So I'm really excited to dive into today's episode because I sat down with Eve Guzman, who is the founder of the Macro Mentorship Program, the unique macro nutrition and business coaching course. Eve turns health coaches and nutritionists into macro experts, increasing their re-sign rates, builds their confidence with nutrition coaching, and streamlines their client management systems while scaling their business. In this episode, we talked a lot about her experience and how she got there. And we talked about how she, and now I did title this episode, how she retired her husband. And the truth is that we did talk about that briefly because it was a huge milestone for her. But the truth is that, and what she shares in this podcast is really how she got there. And what's possible for her is also possible for you. We talked a little bit about macros specifically and how it changed her life, how she deals with client management and how her clients deal with the mental blocks 
of counting macros, going through plateaus, how she structures her programs on the inside. And she shares her story about how she lost over a hundred pounds. So I'm really excited for you to dive into this episode. So without further ado, let's roll that interview. Hi, Eve. Thanks so much for joining me today. How are you today? I am so good. I'm excited to be on here today. Thank you so much. I really can't wait to get your story out in front of my audience. I feel like what you do is super powerful. So I'm really excited to dive in. So just, you know, as per usual, could you share with us a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and how you got there? Okay, great. So I feel like this is always a loaded question because I do so much stuff, but uh, my name is Eve Guzman. I'm a nutritionist. I am 38 years old. I've got two kids, one in college, and I have a 13-year-old teenager boy. Um, I'm also married, and I've been working as a nutritionist, let's see, um, since 2014. So I own a global nutrition academy where I certify coaches to be macro nutrition coaches. But before that, um, I was actually working exclusively with women who had goals of fat loss and weight loss through macro counting and helping them get there by eating the foods that they love. So that's like the most condensed, you know, <laughs> most condensed explanation of who I am and who I serve. Okay. How'd you get there? So I got here because I had my own personal journey, just like most of us that are coaches, personal trainers, nutritionists. Usually we've went through something. We've had some type of transformation, whether it's physical, emotional, behavioral, whatever. Um, but mine was an extreme weight loss transformation. Um, so to date, I've lost over 150 pounds. And my personal transformation actually became the catalyst for my business because before this, I was a laboratory research scientist. Um, my background is in molecular biology, biochemistry, um, laboratory medicine. I did not want to be a coach at all. Um, I didn't like speaking in front of people. I didn't like um, feeling like I had to like lead others, but my transformation changed all of that. It's almost like I became a completely different person after the transformation. And so I've got a whole new life, a whole new career and a whole new look on pretty much everything. I love that. Okay. So can we start there for a sec? Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, I don't know if it was a moment or if it was, you know, a sequence of moments that led you to be like, listen, enough is enough and I can do it. Like, what was that transition like for you? Yeah, so I, I can't just go, yeah, I lost 150 pounds and not talk about it because <laughs> it's a lot of weight. <laughs> and so I'm actually half a, a person now. Um, I was in People Magazine, they're half their size issue. So I've been one of their ambassadors for the past five years. But what stemmed everything for me is I was wearing a size 24. Um, it was the biggest size pants that I could find in the store without ordering anything online. And I'm like five feet and half of an inch. And I was 277 pounds at my highest that I know of. And I say that because after that point, I didn't even get on the scale anymore. 
Um, so I could have been another five, 10, 15 pounds heavier. I have no clue. But the turning point for me was looking for an outfit to just go out in, just to have a good time with friends. I went to a department store and I tried on like 20 pairs of jeans. And I know women say that. Um, and when that moment happened for me, I'm like, this is real. Women sometimes go into the dressing room with a dozen or 15 or 20 pairs of jeans. Um, and you kind of try like what you think your size is, maybe one up, one down. Tried on 20 pairs and nothing fit, but those like pull on jeans with the elastic waist, you know, the kind that have no button, no button, no zipper. Um, that's the only thing I could get in. And I was like, I'm too young to be wearing pull on pants. And so I didn't get the pants. I cried in the dressing room and I went home and I'm like, I gotta do something like this is it. And I had always been overweight. Um, I don't think I ever really was less than 200 pounds. So always an overweight. A girl always classified as, oh, the girl with the pretty face, but if she lost some weight, you know, those kind of statements. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, that was like enough was enough. And I'm like, I'm smart. I've got a degree in science. Like weight loss is about science and nutrition. Like why am I overweight? Why can't I figure it out? I'm so smart and driven in everything else that I do. I set my mind to everything and, you know, make it happen. But I'm like, man, like, why am I still overweight? So that was a turning point for me where I, I created my first nutrition program for myself. I became my own client after those 20 pairs of jeans. <laughs> and okay, so you said that you, you know, you felt like you were the one that was always overweight. So does that mean that you were, had tried other things in the past? Did you oh feel? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> So I've done pretty much everything everybody else has done. Um, I've done slim fast like four or five times. I've done like the soup diets. I've done Weight Watchers three times. Um, Special K, Atkins, Mediterranean diet, 1200 calorie diet, 1400 calorie diet. I've done liquid diets. I've done the diets where you only drink shakes and protein bars, um, lean cuisine diets. Um, whatever else was frozen diet, I've done it. Weight Watchers only meals and, you know, just tried to eat better. I've done all the diets. I've done don't eat diets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So now here you are and you are going to do it again. You're like, okay, and I, I have to do it again, right? That I can't even imagine what that type of mental hurdle was like when you go from that feeling of like, I've, you know, done it all already. You have to literally say to yourself again, like, no, this time it's going to be different. And, but it really was different. And now you said that you were your own coach. Did you do this yourself? Did you hire someone to help? Like, or did you do it yourself? Yeah, I did it myself. I was my own coach. I didn't hire a coach until, oh my gosh, 13, no, maybe 11 years after I lost the weight to do figure competition. So it was like a physique coach for competitions. So I did it all my own. Um, I basically just applied like the law of thermodynamics going, you know, against like calories in, calories out. So I wrote myself a meal plan based on the amount of calories that I should be taking in. Not the 1200 calorie set diet or the 14 or the 1500. I sat down and calculated 
what I should be eating calorie wise. And then I started there. So I started just like trying to hit the calorie goal because part of the reason why I was overweight is I was eating too many calories and I was um, inactive. I wasn't doing any type of activity. So I started off just like counting the calories and my fitness pal did not exist. I was doing everything, pen and paper, journaling, notebooks. I would Google online the calories in foods that didn't have nutrition labels or things like, you know, a Subway six inch sub or like the salad with salmon at, you know, whatever restaurant. And so I did it by hand pen and paper, and I focused on calories only in the beginning. I didn't make huge drastic changes. I didn't say, okay, cut out the brownies, cut out the whatever, cut out the chips. It was like, let's get the calories down, and then we'll start swapping out some of the non-nutritious choices with the nutritious choices. So I started off calories only, and then I'm like, okay, let's start swapping out some of the chips for fruit, chips for veggies, um, you know, going from less processed or sorry, processed foods to less processed. And then so once I started eating better, then I started to focus on, okay, getting more protein, um, more complex carbs, cutting out some of the simple things. So before macros were even around, I had actually took a caloric counting approach to flexible dieting, but I had no clue that's what it was. I was just like doing what I knew I needed to do, but I didn't change everything overnight. Because when I did all of those other programs, it was like a drastic change overnight. Like going to the Slim Fast Shakes, okay, and no more Pepsi. You know, no more of the little cosmic brownies from Debbie Cakes that I love. It was hardcore, a hardcore transition. And a lot of people, um, set themselves up for failure and find like that, you know, heartache of going into a diet because it's drastically different from one day to the next. But I just did it step by step. I love that. And did you find that it was a linear experience for you or did it go, did it go up and down? It was up and down. It was up and down. So I lost the first 120 pounds in 16 months. Some weeks I would lose a pound. Some weeks I would lose five, sometimes three, and then sometimes I would go weeks with nothing, or I would gain two pounds, and then the next week I would lose three. Um, so it definitely was like a wiggly roller coaster ride downwards. You could draw a best fit line through it, but definitely rocky. Um, but that's what it should look like. I think people think it's going to be, yes, one pound every week. Week <laughs> after week after week, it's not. But when you stay consistent um, and you're really intentional, you'll get there. There's just going to be bumps along the way. How did you manage the mental game? Oh my God. That was probably the hardest thing. Like the heart, I mean, it's easy to go, I'm going to start a diet. It's easy to go to the gym. A lot of the mental game is the food. You know, I want Doritos. I want this. Oh my gosh, a glass of wine, chocolate. All my friends are ordering appetizers. Um, it's a mental game completely. But what I had to really deal with was going, okay, you've done like 20 different diets. You couldn't stick to them. If you could stick to them, you would have found yourself on the other side getting the result. And so I was kind of like, well, if I quit, am I still going to be unhappy and then do another diet next month? The, the answer was always yes. If I would have quit 
you know, in September, in October, I would have attempted it again. If I would have quit in May, I knew I wanted to get to a healthy place because it wasn't an unreasonable goal. It wasn't like, oh, these last five pounds, I'm dying to get off. I mean, I had a whole extra person on me I needed to lose and I wanted to feel better. Um, and I had a toddler and I didn't want to, you know, not be able to keep up with my kids. So the mental game was always, how bad do you want this? And if you give up, are you really just short shortening um, the time or sorry, you know, lengthening the time it's going to take to actually get there. So that's what kept me from giving up is man. I've got a ways to go, but I'm only going to make it longer if I keep quitting. Mm, it's true. It's so good. And so now, you know, I'm curious, I work on people who listen to this podcast are coaches, right? Mm -hmm. And so they are dealing with their clients kind of going through similar things. And I'm yep. curious, you know, how for you, when you're dealing with your, your own clients and dealing with your own, you know, your own journey, how were you navigating between what was it's supposed to look like in terms of the linear experience and in terms of the up and down versus this isn't working. I need to try something different. Yeah. How I like when you needed to stay the course versus we need to change the path. Yeah. So one of the best things I can say is because I've had my personal journey, I can relate to the things that people are saying. Like it's hard. I'm hungry. I want to eat this. I want to give up. I don't see it. I know you see it coach, but I want to give up or we're both in agreement sometimes that we've got to change it up. So me having the experiences of knowing what they have been through really gives me um, the leverage to go like, I get you, I was there, I know how you feel. And I really try to validate the feelings before they say it out of their mouth or before they type it out. Cause I can feel it when they're feeling anxious. Like every coach knows when a client is anxious before they go, am I on track? And those are like the classic words. Am I on track? Am I doing something wrong? So it's almost like anticipating it before they say it and acknowledging where they are on track and reaffirming them like, hey, you're doing the right things. It just takes time. Like all good things takes time, but they want to speed it up much faster. They want to lose three pounds a week, two pounds a week, even one pound a week, which won't always happen. But I have to constantly let them know this is working. This is the average rate of loss. This is what it's going to be like in every step of every phase. I'm telling them what's going to happen next before we get there. So for example, um, everybody's going to hit a plateau. It does not matter. It doesn't matter how great your metabolism is. It doesn't matter if you have like the most elite coach in the world that's worked with Oprah or whoever. Every client will hit a plateau. Was that a bad example? Oprah. Sorry, Oprah. I love you. Have you on your show. <laughs> but I'm just saying she's the queen of weight loss. You know, everybody knows that Oprah has, you know, attempted diets and she's completely, you know, transparent and vocal, but everybody's going to hit a plateau. And even when it's going good or bad, I will let the client know like, Hey, we're going to be taking a diet break soon. 
because you will eventually hit a plateau. So like I normalize the ups and downs and the nonlinear stuff so that they know what's going to happen before it happens. And if they hit a plateau for two weeks, they're like, okay, my coach said, this is going to happen. It's normal. It's how our metabolism reacts. And then we basically pivot and shift to get through it. But I'm very transparent. I really listen to the cues of, oh my God, I'm kind of freaking out inside, but they haven't said it. But I anticipate their thoughts, their feelings, and I prep them for everything that's going to happen in the next two to three weeks before it even happens. When do you, do you notice any patterns in plateaus with your clients and with your people, your trainers that you've worked with? Like, do you notice like that they have specific cycles typically, or is it? Yep. Very yeah, most people, depending on how many diets they've been on, um, and then the amount of muscle mass on their body, most clients will eventually slow down with weight loss and hit a plateau um, anywhere between 11 and 16 weeks. I don't recommend that any client be in a deficit longer than 16 weeks with supervision of a coach. Um, we do have clients that we teach, how, teach them how to do their own macros. We don't let them go longer than 12 weeks, even if everything seems like it's in like tip top shape at week 12 and they've lost a pound every single week. Um, we really focus on nutritional periodization and you have to take a diet break to stay ahead of the plateau before it happens because it's going to happen. But usually around week 11, if everything has been going great, that's when the plateau might creep in. And it literally will just like hit you and the client with like a smack in the face because everything will be perfect. Energy, hunger, sleep, you know, getting gains in the gym, looking better, feeling better. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what's happening? Everything just comes to a halt and it's normal. And that's because our metabolisms are built to adapt. Mm, yeah. So now we can talk a little bit about now you're going through this huge process, right? And so people are clearly seeing, you know, the change. How did you start to shift to realize, okay, this is my career. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Was it people coming to you, sliding in your DMs and being like, hey, what you doing? Can you, can I help? Can you do this? Yes. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. I mean, I opened up my social media account to keep me accountable to losing the last 20 pounds to get to half my size. And that's because I lost the, you know, 120 pounds. I got pregnant with my second kid, got up to 200 pounds and had to lose it again. Mm. And I just like hit this plateau where I'm like, man, just 20 more pounds, 20 more pounds. I'll be at a healthy BMI. I'll be at this like half my size goal that I had dreamed of because I dreamed of being in People Magazine. And I opened my social media account to just have a physical diary of photos to get me there. And then people came out of the woodworks in my DMs commenting, you know, going, help me, help me. How did you do it? What are you eating? What is your program? What is your plan? I'd never coached anybody. And then I became um, a health coach in February, 2014. And so, I mean, it literally happened overnight, probably within 30 days time. And I was like, oh my God, I got to help these people. I just felt like I had to, because I knew 
how hard it was for me to lose weight. I knew there were so many crappy diets out there where people did not have like food freedom and balance and they were always um, punishing their body with cardio, punishing and saying no carbs and carbs are bad, don't eat after seven. And I'm like, I kind of got this down. Maybe I should help people. And that's how I started. So good. And then it just kind of blew up and you went from there. Yeah, it kind of blew up, but not like I wanted. Kind of like weight loss. I just thought, yeah, I'm just going to blow up overnight. Mm -hmm. uh, not quite so much. So I ended up getting into People Magazine in January 2015. Um, I put my notice in in February, and then I started working part-time from home in May 2015. My business did not blow up. You know, it, I was hoping it would. It didn't. Um, I spun my wheels for two years trying to get my business to grow. And then in July 2017, I hired my first um, business coach with a group coaching program. And then I got that linear, you know, grade going upwards. And then my business really flourished. That's great. And then now in the process of that, you've created this macro certification. Oh, yeah. <laughs> only it's the only certification out there right now is that right yeah it's the only macro nutrition coaching certification so it's actually a hybrid program it's a macro nutrition cert um, that is approved by NASM and AFA so you get your you know certificate your continuing education units but it's also a group coaching mentorship with business and I am teaching like all of the clinical application of macro nutrition coaching. Um, so it's definitely my baby. I mean, it is my pride and joy right now. That's so good and exciting. And it, there's nothing else out there that's like it. No, 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 no. So what I aimed to do was create the program that I wish I had when I started doing macros. So I started doing macros in 2015 um, and unless you were like a competitor um, or like, you know, kind of like a bro lifter, you know, guy, most women did not know what macros were unless they were bikini competitors. And so I, when I would say, hey, I do like macro based coaching, people are like, I don't know what it is, but I guess I'll trust you and just do it. People had no idea what it was. Um, it was almost like me talking people into believing it would work because they were like, can't you just write me a meal plan? And I'm like, no you're going to learn the science. Like we're going to go, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it all the way. And so it went from me coaching clients one-on-one -on -one to building an academy because I've got a team of coaches to then coaches were sliding into my DMs. And I mean like some really big time coaches. Mm -hmm. And they were like, can you teach me on the side how you've gotten so good at macros, you know, over the past three years? So I was getting on one-on-one -on -one consults, teaching coaches weekly how to do macros. And I'm like, why don't I just make a whole program? And so I worked on it and built it for a year. I almost didn't even come out with it. Like I was so intimidated, I didn't want to create it. I was like, no one's going to buy it. No one's going to know who I am. Blah, you know, all the little lies you tell yourself. And I almost didn't do it. And then I did, and it was the best decision I've ever made um, in like the history of my business. That's amazing. You know, it, that fear, you know, it comes up. 
brain all the time do right during the brain's like no no this isn't who we are this isn't what we do yeah like i literally would have to tell myself shut up mm-hmm. just create it whenever like the thoughts would come in i'm like just shut up mm-hmm. just shut up you know i mean i'd like silence silence i don't know if i'm allowed to cuss on your podcast <laughs> but i just i just silence like the inner devil bitch in me that was like you can't do this I had to like smother her and then just go, you can do it. Just keep making it, keep making it. Um, so whenever those thoughts came in, I had to talk myself out of quitting. And it's the same thing that I talk to my coaches that I mentor, um, you know, some one-on-one, some in my mastermind, but they, everybody, it doesn't matter what level you're at. You have these thoughts creep in weight loss, business, relationships, you know, buying your dream house in, I don't know, San Diego or Aruba, you always have these thoughts come in that I cannot do it. I almost didn't make this program. And now it's a national program. Like it's unbelievable. I mean, the program is so big um, that this will end up being like part of our retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of retirement, awesome. uh, you, you retired your husband from corporate. That- <laughs> yes, I did about a week ago. <laughs> Amazing. Congratulations. It's awesome. Thanks. And you're going to help a lot of people. Oh my God. Yes. Now we can help even more people because I've got him all the time to help me. Cause the thing is you can only coach so many clients one-on-one. And oh, then okay. I built like a group coaching program. And then I'm like, well, these coaches need help. They're like an extension of me. I can't coach 10,000 people. But if I certify a hundred coaches, we can coach 10,000 people eventually um, together. So, I mean, it really takes a lot for people who are business coaches of whatever sort to go, am I okay to like give out all my trade secrets because I want to have the impact? There are a lot of people that won't create things because they're in fear of, I can't share all my secrets with the world. Um, and with me, I was like, Hey, I can't coach all these people. Like I'm helping more women, especially have jobs. So that's like another passion of mine with this certification. It's not just helping people lose weight, um, with like, you know, science-based coaching responsibility, because there's a lot of coaches that do some really shady things to people to help them lose weight. Um, but also now I'm helping so many women coaches, especially have full-time income. And so that's a big thing for me when it comes to like women empowerment and having women that have like amazing flourishing careers. I think that's so important. And one of the things that you touched on is that, you know, people I think are afraid to create their products and, and, afraid to share their gifts because there's this fear that there's never going to be enough. Mm-hmm. that we won't have enough clients. But like you said, there is 8 billion people in this world. There's plenty of clients for you to coach, for me to coach, for Sally to coach, plenty of people. Yeah. One person can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And they're not all for you. All of these people out here are not the best fit for you. You're not the best fit for them. And so the people that are meant to come to you, they will come. You can't just try to like hoard all these people that weren't made for you to have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm also curious, kind of a segue or a side note is that because I'm in my journey and I'm curious to hear it about in yours is 
the people like you had to become or you know act as if essentially right when you were beginning of your journey you know building your business like just do it act as if it was already there the type of impact that it had on the people that you were surrounded by did you notice at the time or any place in your journey that people would almost like without meaning to but almost not want you to change Mm, like lose weight yeah like i don't yeah sabotage you you know oh yeah yeah like how did you manage that i had to really like stay focused on why i was doing it and not take that like interaction and that negative energy and like flip it back on myself to keep me from doing it i had a lot of people both ways, you know, business growth and um, weight loss. They didn't want to see me lose weight. Like it was crazy. And I'm like, so you want me to just stay the, you know, chubby, um, you know, not outgoing, not confident Eve, or do you want me to kind of help change the world a little bit? I mean, it was crazy. And so you will see people come out into, you know, step into who they really are. And you'll see who are really, who are your real supporters, your cheerleaders who are going to be there to the end, you know, which people are going to fade, you know, um, into the background once you become who you are meant to be. Um, But I didn't let me, let it get me down. I mean, I did not have tons and tons of people, but enough to kind of go, whoa, this is real. Or I must really be changing and doing something great if it's shaking up other people. But um, now I don't really have any hate. I mean, I'm pretty hate free. <laughs> so. Hear that. But yeah, I mean, I, it happens. And to, for me, I, I always, I know it just says more about their insecurity than, than me. But you yeah. know, it can sometimes be your rider dies. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, what? Really? Yeah when they doubt you or they're like, I don't want you to change. I mean, I've even had clients where their best friends of 20 years have said something like, I liked you better when you were overweight. And it's like a stake to the heart. Like what? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Oh my God, you know, but for me, losing the weight was like losing all of the things that were holding me back. The weight was the excuse of being confident. The weight was the excuse of standing out. Um, Now I public speak, you know, online across the U.S., um, you know, whether it's like women's empowerment groups, business workshops, um, nutrition symposiums and things like that. I mean, I went into management after I lost the weight. I would have never have done that. I would have just been like a busy worker bee, um, you know, being the best that I can, but staying out of the limelight. But losing the weight really showed me my full potential. And if I wouldn't have lost it, I would not be where I'm at. There's like no way. Mm -mm. Mm. Even some days I'm like, who am I? Like, who is this person I am now? (laughs) Yes. No, for sure. And, you know, I'm also curious to how you have been navigating the, you know, in the fitness space right now, you see a whole bunch of like, and I don't think it's intentional, but a whole movement against weight loss, essentially. It's almost like, it's almost taboo if you are talking about weight loss, because it somehow has been associated with self-esteem loss. Yeah. Trying to lose weight, that must mean that you, um, you know, 
that must mean that you have low self-esteem essentially is kind of the message that's out there. How have you, have you had to navigate any hate in that regard? How have you managed making sure that you are, you know, coming from an empowerment place, but also speaking about weight loss? This is like a great question. This is so good. So I've had absolutely zero hate and this is why and I'm like, thank God I have no hate, but this is why. Um, so losing weight, I had a whole bunch of weight to lose. It took me years to finally lose the weight. I lost it. And then I decided to compete, which is like a whole nother level. So I had to lose more weight. I got down to 10% body fat. Um, I became a nationally qualified figure competitor. I haven't competed in three years, but I went from like trying to lose weight to kind of just become average to like this really athletic, lean, you know, non-sustainable type of look. And then after that, I love just eating at maintenance. I'm not about chasing a whole bunch of aesthetic goals and getting lean and everything. So I've been through all the phases, wanting to be average, wanting to be really, really lean. And right now I'm so confident in me being fit and curvy and right where I need to be weight wise that I've been through like every single phase. So what I promote on my page is like kind of like a movement that's like, do you. If you want to lose weight, that's great. There's no shame. If you do it healthy, we're here. I'm for it. And if you don't want to lose weight and you love your body, I'm all for that. So I'm really kind of in my in-between, my own movement of kind of like, do you boo? Whatever you want to do, that's fine. I don't care because I've been through all of the phases and I'm very vocal about it that it's okay if you want to lose weight, whether that's 50 pounds because you're overweight or maybe just the last five because you would feel more comfortable. Um, but I think every year the movement's going to change because before this, it was body confidence. Like be confident, normalize bodies. And it was like, you know, women like showing when they sit down, they have stomach rolls or they show the dimples on their butt and, you know, their hip dips. And now it's like, you know, anti-diet movement. Um, I am against traditional dieting, which is like low carbs, no carbs, low calorie, meal plan, 1200 diets. Um, so I am about doing it in a healthy way, but whatever you want to do, I'm, I'm cool with it. And because I'm vocal and I don't hide, hide what I feel about it, usually people don't attack me. So I feel more people get attacked when they don't present their stance because people are waiting. Where do you stand? How do you feel? Are you left? Are you right? Or whatever. Um, I am very upfront about how I feel on everything. You know what I stand for. You know what I'm against. And so that usually keeps the hate at bay. Mm, yeah. Or no one's going to try and change your mind because- yeah. Or shift. No mind changing over here. Like I'm pretty firm in what I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that people too forget that, you know, it can be both is still a stance. It's still a line in the sand. Mm -hmm. There are people out there that say, no, it's either one or the other. Yeah. You know, they, you know, so their content doesn't feel or sound like it has an actual point. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. And I, I love that. I love that. I think that's powerful. So do you work with people that um, don't want to lose weight? Yep. It's a How lower percentage. I think we attract a lot of clients that 
have tried all the diets like to a sense where they could almost teach diets to other people. Mm -hmm. Like we work with like the pro dieters um, and a lot of them have done decent ones, but they really just need small tweaks to things to really get the weight loss going. So a lot of it is a lot of metabolism work on our end with food, with lifting, rest, you know, not more cardio. I'm like, I'm pro rest. I'm pro reduce the stress. Those are the top reasons why a lot of people aren't losing weight. It's under eating and over training. And so we basically get a lot of women that are like, I almost have it all figured out. It should be working. What's wrong? And then we fix it. That's the majority of our clients. Um, if you come to me and say you want to lose um, 20 pounds in 30 days, we won't, we won't take you. We don't mess around. We don't play any games with people that want to lose weight fast. We look for people that want to lose it sustainably so that we can teach them how to do it by themselves for a long period of time. And then we get a lot of women that love their weight. They just want to eat better and improve their body composition and they could care less what they weigh. And that's probably, maybe it's 20%. They don't care what they weigh. Mm -hmm. And so, but in our marketing, that's who we attract because they already know you're not going to go to Eve and I'm going to put you on this aggressive diet where you're going to gain 15 pounds back the next month. Mm -hmm. We're going to set you up for life on how you should do it. So those people pretty much know not to apply because I don't tolerate it. <laughs> but then again, I draw my line in the sand with the marketing and they know what they're signing up for. So do you do any, is it only nutrition or do you do any programming? Yeah, we do programming too. Um, a lot of our clients do lean towards um, the workouts that I write. I put in our fitness app, which are pretty much the same for everyone. But we have some that want customized workouts. We have athletes too. Um, some of the athletes we, we write the workouts for, or they're working with um, like a strength coach or something and they do them for them. Um, but I would say... 97% of the women that work with us are doing our programming and not just, you know, going and not doing anything. They're doing our programming or something. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's amazing. So I definitely want to be mindful of your time. So I'll leave you with last question, which is what's next? Ooh. Ooh. So I think the last time I got asked this on a podcast, I knew the answer. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Well, actually, the thing on the last one was maybe, you know, retiring my husband and that happened. So that was only like two months ago that that was that on that podcast. Mm. I don't know exactly what's next, but I know for sure that our academy with coaches is probably going to triple in 2021. So we are going to have more programs like reverse dieting specifically. Um, so like reverse dieting protocols, um, we are going to make some advanced courses for non-coaches to do um, with macros. And those will be brand new because we haven't had like that level of courses yet. So Academy tripling and at least two new courses next year. Okay. Yep. Love it. Sounds awesome. All right, Eve. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. This has been amazing. So for all of my coaches that want to come hang out with you and check out your stuff, where can I send them? 
Yeah, so they can go to Instagram. That's my favorite place. I'm on there every day. So it's Eve underscore Fit Chick. And then our website is um, gtransformationacademy.com. Okay, great. And I'll make sure that we link all of this into the show notes. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, thank you. All right, bye guys. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.